Hey guys, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. You guys have done a phenomenal job of supporting through season one and into season two, and I can't thank you enough. These first set of episodes are a little rough around the edges because I was still figuring out what the podcast was going to become. So if you haven't taken a listen to any of season two yet, I urge you to do that. But other than that, just strap in and enjoy the ride. We have had so much fun making this for you guys. Thank you so much. Hi, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon. And on today's episode, we're going to talk to Nashville recording artist Mac Watts about his experiences in Nashville. And we're going to talk to my good friend Clayton Christopher over whether or not he should move to Nashville. We jump off topic a lot in this episode, but we do cover a lot of great information. So just hang on tight. And without further ado, here comes the show. All right. Uh, Mac, go ahead and give me the uh, front page rundown of you and your career. All right. Uh, well, my name is Mac Watts. I've been here for almost five years. March of this year, it'll be five years. Uh, nice. Moved here in 17 and been trying to figure it out ever since. But when I got here, I didn't I didn't know anybody. Um uh, I mean, I knew people who lived here, but we weren't, we're not really buddies or of any sort. Um, I just think I knew him through hockey. And got here, saw an old friend that uh, I knew played here. And, um, well, he's, I guess I say friend because he's one of my best friends here now at this point. But at the, at the time, I didn't really know who he was. I just had seen him play. And I went up to him. We were at uh, Alan Jackson's bar. I was bar back in there at first. And I just said, hey, man, how do you – how do you get in? How do you, how does it work here? You know, kind of give me the rundown. And he kind of told me about it. And really what happened was I, I got my first gig through him. Um, first consistent gig through him because I think I was his last resort, <laughs> honestly, you know, and w- I think we'll dive into that, but I think I was his last I mean, resort. It probably happens a lot. Yeah. And he gave me a chance. So I took my chance, shot my shot and, we were playing at Benchmark. It's not there anymore, unfortunately, down on 2nd Ave. And we, I've been playing for him, with him ever since that Saturday sh- morning shift for the last four years. And then it, nice. it shut down. And that was kind of how I got my start here in, in Nashville. And then, um, you know, you meet people and you get certain opportunities or you get, you know, uh, like – Kent, for instance, was like, oh, shit, dude, I forgot you're in town. Do you want to come play sometime? Like, yep. And here we are at this point, you know, playing four shows a week. And that's kind of just the long and short of how it all started with, you know, where I started and where I'm at now. Um, but, yeah, there's I've done some cool things from, and I think a lot of it is from being here, just having options of, you know, do you want to do full band? Do you want to do a trio? Do you want to do solo? All right. that stuff. But all the people I have met have helped me, um, really have helped me jump on certain opportunities because of certain skill levels or the fact that I have a band. You right. Know, that right. has helped tremendously. So that's kind of the long and short of me coming here and, and where we're at now, which I'm sure we'll get into. But Oh, definitely. So what did your music career look like? pre-Nashville before you moved 
Uh, well, I was living in Florida at the time. I was in uh, West Palm, Jupiter, Florida, so South Florida, and uh, I was playing, so I was trying to finish school, so I was doing night classes. I was working a full-time job, and then I was playing Tuesday and Thursday every week with a buddy of mine uh, acoustically, and then uh, uh, I was playing at a gig one time, and... and this guy turned around th from the band before us, turned around, interrupted me in the middle of a song, and basically was just like, do you want to be in a country band? I said, well, can I <laughs> can I finish what I'm doing? We'll talk after. <laughs> yeah, I, that sounds fun. What's the deal kind of thing? And I played with this band called Shotgun 40, um, and we did, you know, we did a couple big shows, and, um, you know, so that was that. When, when I graduated... I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do if I want to stay. I, if I stayed in Florida, I, I'd have a lot of money right now. <laughs> I, I'd have a lot of money. I know that. Feel but a lot warmer too. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, I I I worked that job, um, and then I, I worked that job for a year, and then I quit because I was like, I want to finish school. I want to get. I want to go to Nashville. I want to do this. I think I, I think I'm pretty good at it. Little did I know I was decent at it. <laughs> then I got here. I'm like, Oh shit, this is intimidating. Right. But you got to dive in head first. And that's what I did. So, um, yeah, after I graduated, I moved here in, in, in March and now I do music for a living and I love it. So gigged a little bit before Nashville, but nothing extensive, no touring, nothing major? No, I think the most, the, the coolest thing I did before I moved here was um, I played the VIP lounge. We were, our band was the VIP band at um, uh, Kid Rock's concert and and Foreigner. So it was Kid Rock oh, and nice. Foreigner. So we were, you know, like a side side stage band for whoever wasn't at the con you know wanting to stand in the crowd or whatever. right right so. that's pretty cool uh it was i mean i'm from michigan so playing at kid rocks thing it was a big deal for me i'm like ah this is so cool and i, I look back on videos i'm like stage presence has gotten a lot better since then <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing how short amount of time after oh, yeah. a video it takes to go back and be like oh i sucked oh yeah like i know night of <laughs> exactly oh yeah that's happened too many times to say and they always seem to miss the good shows. Like if you're having a good show, nobody's taking a right. video. Right. Nobody, nobody was at the. You know, nobody I cared about was at the show where I crowd surfed. Right. <laughs> Come on. I got video though, so if you want to see it, I'll show you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I definitely want to see that one Have you day. Not seen that? No. Oh man, I'll tell you about that. That needs to happen. That was great. All right, so let's jump over here and talk to Clayton a little bit. Now I know obviously quite a bit about your career because we play together. But give me the the front page short story of how you started and how you got to where we are now. Well, um, I'm Clayton Christopher. Uh, Christopher is my middle name. Uh, so the first part of me getting my name was I said my last name, which is Udi, um, through a microphone one time. And somebody said, Duty. And I said, no, it's Udi. And they said, Nudie. And I said, no, it's Udi. And so I just figured out right quick that Udi sounds like cootie, duty, nudie, booty, everything in a microphone. So I had to change my name. Uh, so I go by my middle name. Um, but my music career, I guess, first time I ever got on stage was in 2014, 2013. It was 
early December of 2013. Um, I was at a bar in college, and I had been playing guitar for about mm, a week and a half. <laughs> and uh, I had a little bit of courage. And for some reason, I was just having fun that night, and the whole crowd started chanting my name. I have no idea why. And I'm just looking around, and I'm thinking I'm a god at this point, probably because I'd taken like 12 shots of fireball or something. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know. Um, college, right? And uh, so I look up there at the two guys that are playing music, and um, one of them was like waving me up there. So I went up there, and he handed me a guitar, and he's like, we're going to play some songs. And I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, you know, this is something that I've always fantasized about in my head, like people screwing my name and whatnot, and people are screwing my name, and I got a guitar. Like, I'm a rock star, right? right. And uh, when it comes back to that whole video thing you were just talking about, uh, I still have that video. I watch it from time to time. Uh, I don't show it to anybody, so don't <laughs> ask. Uh, it was really bad. Uh, it was really, really bad. But I played a handful of songs with my buddy. Uh, his name's Adam Church. And uh, from that point forward, uh, I guess I've been playing guitar since then. I've taken some time off here and there. And then I guess 2016, 17-ish, I started singing along with myself, sitting on the couch. And some people said, hey, you should play. And I was like, eh, you know, I don't really think that's my thing. Even though I wanted it to be, I just didn't feel like I could. So one night I was at a bar watching a buddy of mine. He asked if I wanted to play a set break. I played a set break. A couple days later, the owner of the bar called and was like, hey, we had a double booking next weekend. Do you want to come and play? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be there. And uh, it's kind of stupid of me because I didn't even own the first piece of equipment, the first <laughs> microphone, anything. I had a guitar that I couldn't even plug in if I wanted to. So, uh, that next day I went to guitar center and bought a bunch of stuff and say expensive first gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I bought a PA, I bought everything I needed. I called another buddy of mine that played music and I was like, Hey, what do I need here? And he kind of laughed and said, good luck. And I bought it and went and I played and a lot of people showed up, you know, um, it's there in my hometown. I guess I've been playing ever since then. I guess it went well enough. I don't know. I was nervous as possible. Like, could not have been more nervous, but made it work and been doing it ever since. Fair um, enough. I haven't done the Nashville thing. I played with Max sometimes when I come to town for a couple of songs, and that's about it. Uh, it's not ever really been my speed, and I think we're going to get into that oh, yeah, pretty heavy here in a little bit, and y'all might hear these microphones get thrown around. There might be a scrap <laughs> breakout, but... Uh, I guess we'll get into that here in a little bit, but um, nine months ago, uh, me and Bobby and uh, our bass player and lead guitar player put out an album, and we've been traveling ever since then, uh, playing bars and venues across the country, so we uh, probably did it backwards, but we did it our way so far. I don't know if there's a right way, but it, we did it a way. So. Well, we haven't had to stop yet, so... We've slowed down a little bit, but well, we haven't had to stop. Yeah, I mean, wintertime. Um, it's always a slow period. Yeah, but we're getting ramped back up here. So It's because all the really good players that are spoken for the rest of the year now have time off. Right. That's right. So <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. All, the, all the guys that are like us, but they just play with bigger people, they're taking all of our shows right now. Yeah. So we just need all the tours to start back up, and then we'll get to do our jobs again. Right. That's the plan. <laughs> All right, so we have a Nashville musician, and we have a definitely not Nashville musician. And so now we're going to ask the hard questions and break down 
when do you move to Nashville? Should you move to Nashville? Is Nashville still a hub for music and actually becoming something? Or is it a tourist trap that gets you locked into a system of showing up every day and just making money? So, Clayton, I'm going to let you ask the first question. Since you are not a Nashville guy, if you were faced with the option right now of I have to move to Nashville or I can never move to Nashville. What's the first question you would ask? Um, the first question I would ask is, can I do my own thing? Because, you know, we all play a lot of cover songs when we play and stuff, but even when we play cover songs, we play it our own way. Um, we change a lot of things. Um, I like playing original music. I like playing my own music. I feel like I have things to say that I want people to hear, whether people want to listen or not. I feel like I got a lot to say, and so I want to be able to do that with my music. I would prefer to not do music at all if I can't say the things that I want to say. So that would be my question is, can can I be me as a person? Can I be me in my music, play my music, and do what I feel like is me as a product in Nashville? Now, Mac, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and we had brought up your stage show mm -hmm. and specifically how some of the staff at one of the venues had a lot to say about your stage show, and it ended up working out great. Mm -hmm. So coming from your perspective, answer that question. Can you be yourself? And I'm framing this in a Broadway setting and not an off-Broadway venue because most of those are like any other venue anywhere else. But in a Broadway setting... As a performer, do you feel like you have the opportunity to be yourself, or do you feel like you're having to fit a mold to stay in that circuit? Uh, no, I, I think I think what you see is what you get, and um, I I like to think that me and my guys all stand our ground, and if we have something that we believe in, we stand by it. And that's why we are where we are, in my opinion. Um, like he said, you know, we like to change songs up, too. We do some goofy stuff, and that's part of it. That's like I was saying, it's, it's you know, the comp uh, who, who hires us who will remain nameless. But uh, one of the biggest compliments was way to take some initiative just because we, we mix it up. You know, we we add our personalities into our show, uh, and if you've ever been to one, you, you you see that. I mean, we're a bunch of we're a bunch of idiots, man. You know, <laughs> and it's like, but we're fun. You know, we we like to party. We love to play music. We're we're good at it. Now we've figured out how to make things our own, and we get to play original songs downtown here and there. You know, everybody wants to hear what you know wagon wheel or you know right dick down in dallas you know it's like you play what they want to hear because that's what they want to hear but then when you get them that's when you reel them in you know like and that's why we get continue you know continue to get people coming back to watch us play we huge compliment the other day and i think this is a reflection of us being ourselves one everyone in my band is a good good dude that shows in the performance because we, we care about the people. You know, it's like, you know, what do you want to hear? Even if we don't want to play the damn song, we're right. going to play it because it's going to make them happy. And we 
obviously feed their need, but when you get them, that's when you can kind of reel them in and and show them like we're not just some cover band. Like we have a lot more to offer, um, and that comes with, you know, we were talking about the Jake Owen song that we do. Um, we mash that up with a rap song. It's frankly, I think, is hilarious, and people right. get you know people get a kick out of it. So like. I don't know if I'm answering the question properly, but to me, I think once you establish yourself and you establish that you can play, you can do whatever the hell you want. Okay, I wanted to bring up a quick point. Your band is your band. You are a unit. You play with the same guys super consistently. Like, you have a band. Most of Broadway is not set up like that. It's usually the artist puts together the band for that show. Mm -hmm. Whoever's available comes in. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's definitely that stigma of, as a musician anyway, that you have to play it like the record because everybody knows it like the record and you never know who you're playing with. So you have to be able to go with that. So have you, have you had to pull in guys to sub for a gig that, couldn't hang with the rest of the band because you do the different stuff plenty of times or like was that still workable or did that become like a pretty big issue there's been issues but nothing crazy you know like if they know the song and you just tell them hey we're gonna play it five clicks faster because we like to rock things up or we're gonna do this mashup play it like the song and then when i tell you to go double time go double time you just got to coach them through it but fortunately you know i have a rolodex of people as does anybody in this town that plays you call the people that you know are going to be able to play and they or you call the people that have played with you at least they know what they're getting into other than that i mean fortunately everybody in my band is is one of my best friends all right, so there's probably going to be a weird edit right here mm-hmm. because of the kid throwing a fit. So now we have a special guest of my child who swore to me that she would be quiet. So we'll see how this goes. So back to what you were saying, Mac. <laughs> she's, grin- uh, she's grinning while Bobby's <laughs> saying that. Yeah, no, this is, this is going to be a disaster. This is why I'm not going to be able to have a podcast. Um, well, basically what I'm getting at is there's been times where I've had to piece bands together and it takes away from the show just because you can't get into a groove. So fortunately, you know, uh, Colin, Tim, Jake, and myself, when Parker was gone, you know, we're the core of the the group. And I say, Hey, we got a chance to play on Friday. You guys good. If they can't play, I'm usually like, yeah, we're just going to skip out on it, you know. Even though I should probably take the gig, I would rather give people something that they are going to remember, and that's any show you come to of ours, you're going to remember us. I just kind of guarantee that. So, But putting together a band piece by piece sucks. I will say that. Well, it kind of sucks being the piece that's just thrown into a band, too. Mm. So it's I've not, been that. It's not my favorite. Um, unfortunately, that's basically my whole career right now. Mm-hmm. But when I do get to be with my band and be in a band setting where, like, I know what's going on and, like, we all know what's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen, whether it does or not, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But when we're all at least on the same page when we start, it makes it way more fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why I don't learn how to play lead guitar. 
Because if I can't play lead guitar, I can't get pieced in anywhere. Because nobody's gonna piece in a singer ever. Nobody wants a front. Nobody wants to piece in a front man. Well, so well, unless she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you never know. Yeah, I've seen people ask. You know, like if something happened last minute, then the band be ready, and then they'd be like, "Hey, I need a lead singer." But it's few and far between. You know. I've been asked a couple times and. Unfortunately, it just kind of never works out because right. I either have my own gig or, you know, it's a holiday and they're, you know, can you front my band? I'm like, I'm also going home for the holiday, so no, I'm sorry. Right. You know. Right. But. All right. So the answer to that question is yes and no. You can either be yourself or you can conform to the Broadway standard and do what everybody else is doing. Right. Um, I recommend not doing that. Did you have any kind of like slowdowns or any friction when you first started doing what is now your consistent Broadway show? I I never played with a band until COVID hit. I mean, I have, but typically I was playing acoustic shows. Fair enough. So once COVID hit and everybody freaked out and left town and kind of just unfortunately gave up, we didn't. We stuck around, and we got that phone call, and that was just that was our opportunity, and now here we are. So that was the only slowdown was really COVID. Otherwise, I've been I've been playing consistently since I moved here, fortunately, but I wasn't playing as many gigs as you know I do now. Right. I mean, we did over two hundred two hundred shows this year. That's a good year. That's. I'm like, man, how are we going to top that? I guess we're going to have to do three hundred shows. Three hundred <laughs> or more. Yeah. Right. And they were good shows, not just Broadway stuff. You know, we're playing festivals and stuff like that, and you know, it's been uh, it's been quite a quite a ride. So that would be my next question. You said like, once you're established, you can do whatever you want. The establishment part, as far as, okay, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna move here, I'm gonna walk in somewhere and ask somebody just like you asked Tim, hey, how do I do this? How long did the establishment take? to where you were getting consistent work that you could say, all right, this is what I'm doing. Not, not like a side deal, but like I'm, I'm doing the music thing. How long did it take? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Well, like I said, I shot my shot with Tim and I asked, you know, if you ever need somebody, give me a call. Cause I'm looking for an opportunity. He gave me that one chance and I've been with him every single weekend since. And that first chance, I believe, was late. F- it had to have been March. So late March. I got here in March. End of the, by the end of the month, I had a consistent gig up until now. You know? right. So it's all a matter of shooting your shot. And if, you know... At the at the at the very beginning, anytime anybody would call and say, "Hey, can you play?" I'm like, "Yes, I'll play," just so I can get my foot in the door. Right. And that's what you know. One thing I will say: people get complacent here in town, and um, once you get that, you better get out of that funk because complacency will kill you in the industry in itself. So, right. Um, somebody gives you a chance, you you got to take it, you know. And then then you get to the point where they're asking you, well, do you think you can do this? It's like, do you think you can, do you think you can 
pay me more or something, you know, like things like right. that. When people start asking you, can you come play? That's when you know you're you're on to something. Right. You know, right. so and that that could take time. I mean, you got to be good. Right. So there's that. Right. You know, if you suck, you're going to find out real quick. Right. But if you're good, you're going to find out real quick as well. So it, it's, it's, it's all it's kind of all circumstantial and timing and, and a little bit of luck. Right. No, no, for me, like, I moved to town and I was still playing with the same guys I was playing with in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do anything related to Nashville for a solid year after I had moved here. And then uh, I got a call to sub for a gig, and it was basically, like, from that point on, I've been a Nashville guy. Mm. Right. So it's really just, like, once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Like, and... I know with you, like, you know enough people in town, like, you can get in. That That's not an issue. You yeah. can get in. Yeah, so where I'm at with it as far as having friends here, like, I know enough people here that I'm not coming in blind. I'm not just a random guy that shows up in town and walks up and taps somebody on the shoulder and says, hey, am I in Nashville? You know, I know a lot of musicians here. I know a lot of, of band members here. You know, I know producers here I, kn I know a lot of people here just from my experience being in and out of town seeing friends traveling you know touring stuff like i know a lot of people here so i know that i could just you know i i know i could call or text you anytime mac and say hey who's the guy at this place and if you know the guy you know you're gonna help me with it um but for people that don't really have that like you were when you got here you know, you had met Tim before, but you really didn't know Tim. And you just, you know, like you said, you shot your shot with Tim and it worked out. Um, Tim's a great guy. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, if if you had met somebody else, there's plenty of not great guys that you have met here that Very if you would have went up to them and shot your shot, they'd have been like, nah, man, you're not taking any of my business. Right. And, and turned you a cold shoulder. And that happens. Right. I've worked with people that... I've never talked to again. Yeah. And I don't know if it was me or if it was them. It's just. Like There's a lot of different kinds of people in oh, Nashville. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, but again, you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Like coming here, not knowing anybody was one of the most intimidating things I've ever done. And, you know, I've traveled, grew up playing hockey, been all over the place, lived with different families, all that stuff. That's intimidating. But coming here into Music City where everybody and their mother is a player and they're good right i'm i'm not like i'm a singer that's my main instrument i i can play guitar but i'm not like a great guitar player by any means but right you know i don't know it's i guess finding the right people you know but anybody who's trying to move here like if you think you got the goods why not give it a try at least i don't remember who told me but somebody told me that if you want to know if you're good enough for nashville stop at the first gas station once you cross into the county and if you can play better than the guy that's tending the register come on in that's great advice <laughs> yeah if somebody told me that i'd be like oh, i'm staying in florida it, you, would, you would still be in florida <laughs> you'd still be in florida you'd be like, laying oh, on the beach and have a G, lot of money gee i got you right there i yeah. can hold that all day yeah. <laughs> you know but but you know you learn a lot here that's that's one of the best things about nashville i think and a lot of it is the intimidation part of it, of having to get started. You know, if, you, if you're not from here, you know, like we all started our career and our 
wherever we were living, whether it's your hometown or you were living in Florida at the time. And you got started with somebody and you played some shows and then you played some by yourself because you had a little bit of a name in that small town or whatever, Mm -hmm. that small area of a big town. And you are somebody there. But then when you come here, you're not, you know, and, and five years from now or 10 years from now, you might be a little bit more of a somebody, but when you talk about the somebodies in Nashville, if you just asked a random person here, tell me somebody from Nashville, Mm. they're not going to say, you know, the Mac Watts or the other people, you know, that play on Broadway so much as they're going to be like, well, look at all the big country people that live here. You know, they're going to, they're going to give you the big names and the stuff like that. So even when you are really good on Broadway, you know, you can take your Broadway show back to your hometown and that probably the best show your hometown's ever seen, you know, um, where I mean, next to the big dogs, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, you right. Know, but you know, but, but they're absolutely everywhere. right. I mean, nobody might know who we are, right? But if they come to our show, they're going to not forget us. Right. And that's that's one great thing about Broadway is we've gotten so many out-of-town shows from people coming to watch our show. They want to hire us to come to a party or they want to book us in a music festi- festival. And, like, I attribute a lot of that to Broadway. Right. Because there's always someone out there. So you better put on a damn good show every time. Absolutely. Even if there's four people in there. It doesn't matter if there's four or if there's 4,000. You better put on your best. Right. Because somebody could be out there. I agree. I agree. So I guess it kind of comes down to, like, do you want to be a big fish in a little pond or a little fish in a big pond when in reality you're the same size fish regardless whether you're in pond A or pond B? That I was going to make one of those comments like we talked about this earlier if i were to move back to michigan you know i spent a lot of time creating a name for myself in michigan one of the greatest pieces of advice i got was from a producer that i worked with and he said he he works with a, a band called 21 pilots and um he said this is how they did it and it it worked you gotta you gotta build up a territory and you get a following there. If you can pack a place that has a 300-person capacity every time you go home, those numbers don't go unnoticed. Right. Somebody's seeing that. Somebody's taking note of that, whether it be a radio station or somebody in the crowd who maybe knows somebody at a, a venue in their hometown or whatever whatever the case right. may be. But that is one of the best pieces of advice was get to the point where you can – you can sell out a 300 you know uh, capacity show then take that to another town take that to another town and you get all those fans and it's kind of an organic thing and that's i feel like what you're doing right you can do that here too and still yeah. go back to your hometown and do that and, right. and then when you go back to your hometown it's even more special because more people are going to show up because they know you're coming back right and so i've played one or two shows since this past summer uh back home i've got one coming up uh in a couple of weeks um but i just i really haven't been home because i've been on the road so much but as far as like a full band show goes i've never played one back home oh um, 
I've played some with just it, wait for that within day. within a couple hours. See, but it's not for lack of effort, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, just you're gonna be stoked. Mainly, mainly the deal with that is pay, and you know they they can't pay our gas bill to get us there. Right. You know, yeah, because that's, that's I come from part. a small town, and we just don't really have that kind of deal. You know, I could go to Charlotte, be it forty five minutes away, but then it's it's not like a hometown show. You know, so. Yeah. It's hard to do with where I come from anyways, but, um, you know, like, I'm I'm really looking forward to this show that I'm playing back home, and I used to play four, five, six of them a month, you know, on Fridays and Saturdays, and it was getting kind of stale, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, well, he's going to be 10 minutes down the road next weekend, so there's no reason, you know, I'm tired. We don't have to go out tonight. We'll right. see him next weekend kind of deal. And so that's kind of where it was getting to me, and I was like, well, I'm going to leave and go play somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it wasn't because I wasn't having fun and it wasn't because, you know, I felt like I needed to leave. It was more of when I come back, you know, we haven't seen Clayton in a while. Let's go see him. And then you get those 300 person shows when you're there once every three months or right. once every six months, as opposed to, you're 20 minutes from home three three nights a week you know people can kind of spread it out and you would still get those 300 people over a month's time but if you just played one show in that one month you would have 300 people and i feel like having the one with 300 is way more important than having the 10 with 30 at each of them right i agree with that i completely agree with that i think we only did we only did the one because COVID screwed everything up, as right. we all know. I didn't get to go back uh, 2020 summer and play at all. Everything was canceled. Nothing, yeah. you know, nobody was open. Nothing yeah. was working, you know. But So we did the one show, the the Justin Moore show. Right. And it, it, was, it was awesome. I mean, it was a festival. Yeah. There was, you know, a lot of people there. Um, but it was it was still awesome. I mean... Anytime you get to go back to the hometown, I can't. I can't wait to hear about how the show goes with the full band uh, when you go back to your hometown well, at some point. I can't wait to hear about it either because <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably just going to be in a state of like, "Hey guys, this is what I've been doing," you know, mm-hmm. because you talk to people and they ask you about it, and you know, it's. I come from a very small town, thousand twelve hundred people, but we got some famous people that come from there. So, um, the Avid Brothers. Oh, are yeah. from my They're hometown mildly famous right you know, mildly. <laughs> grammys and stuff like that yeah, it's not not no a big, big deal, deal you know but like people like that 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 i know and i see them and you know they ask me about my music just as much as i ask them about theirs and what i'm doing and what they're doing and stuff but you know you go to the restaurant and somebody says hey i saw that picture where you were in alabama last week that that place looked pretty cool and you know you talk about stuff like that and they don't get to experience like the actual show aspect of it. They get to see pictures or videos or whatever, right. but they don't get to feel it. And so I'm pumped to be able to do it whenever I can figure out a way to do it. Um, you know, I will just set it up like <laughs> make it happen. Like you, um, I put a lot of myself as far as my emotions and everything into singing and making a show out of it. And I feel like when you do that, you have a better show and myself as a person i've changed a lot in the past year Mm. of doing this because 
traveling is a whole new aspect full band is a whole new aspect and then you know getting everything together and everybody being on the same page is just so much different than sitting on a stool and playing by yourself and that's not taking anything away from sitting on a stool and playing by yourself because i probably prefer that mm. um to play a full band that's that's <laughs> that's nothing against bobby here um it's cool it's cool but it's, cool. it's just i feel like it's two totally different things i would agree. and and back home people have seen that side of me but they haven't seen the oh, show side yeah, yeah, yeah you know and i want people to be able to see like hey i can go both ways yeah, yeah. you know um i can do it that way we can sit down we can talk have conversations and have more conversation than we do music mm -hmm. in a three-hour show but i can also put on a non-stop three-hour show just like any of these big guys can on the stage and i feel like you're this way i feel like in a lot of aspects we're this way and a lot of our friends and stuff are this way if if you put us on that stage we would do as good or better of a job than the guys that are getting paid millions to do it and you know we don't get to show that off Nearly near enough. near as much as we should yeah and i think you know like you said being in front of people somebody's gonna see it you know whether that somebody's important or not but once you get enough somebody's the important people can't look away right you know i mean something's got to get at some point right yeah you know and whether it's through social media or it's through word of mouth or whatever it may be nowadays however it works for each individual person because it's different for everybody um but you know i know some big guys that they made it off of youtube and I, I see one every day, all the time at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that stuff happens, and it's like, their YouTube videos were as good as everybody else's. As good as yours, as good as mine, as good as everybody else's. They weren't any better, weren't any worse. But for whatever reason, it resonated with enough people, and it got to a point where, okay, we got a million views on this. We can't not look at it. Right, right, right. You know, like, we'll see, see what it is that people like about it. Right. And now they're one of the top guys in, in the business. And so I think for me and my approach that I'm taking now is if I can get these hundred in this city and these hundred in this city and these hundred in this city, and I can say, look, I can go to this city and this city and this city, and I can do this hundred, that hundred, these, you know, and then take another trip around. And now I got 200, 200, 200, 200. Exactly. And then when you say, hey, big guy, this is what I can do out of a crowd of 200 there's 198 people that are absolutely loving it mm -hmm. you know if you put me in front of a crowd because you can put me in front of a crowd of 10,000 people mm -hmm. you know we're going to have that same percentage of people loving it it's just the fact that i can't just go to the pnc amphitheater in charlotte and right. put on my own concert right. you know what i'm right, saying right, like right, right. you know well i have a lot of fun questions but we're going to take a quick halftime break and grab some water and kind of just chill out for a second, then come back and hit the second half. Okay. That'll work. Sound good? Sounds good. Hey, guys. With this being our very first episode, we obviously don't have sponsors or anything like that. So this is normally where an ad would go, and I would say thank you to whomever is supporting us. But right now, the people supporting us are listening to this. So I would like to take a quick second and say thank you for checking out the podcast. Um, again, this is episode one, so I do hope that I get more proficient at putting together the podcast. But I am quite proud of how this turned out, and I hope that you're having fun and enjoying the conversation. So again, I would just like to say thank you 
for checking us out, and I hope you return for the next episode. So now we're going to get back to the conversation, and I hope you enjoy the second half. All right, we are back for the second half. So we left off talking about building a reputation, building your name in different cities, and building an audience there. Um, That is what I feel like we've been trying to do, Clayton, for the last year. We've couple of different cities we've hit several times built up a decent following for the size of the city i would say right um mac i know you've done some traveling and you've done some out-of-state gigs so you're not just the broadway guy Mm. what has your experience been there have you been able to build a following in different cities is there um any kind of like method to the madness that you use or is there any advice you would have um like I had said earlier, we get we get a lot of shows because of Broadway. People who've never seen us, and then they want to hire us to come to their parties or whatever, and all that. Um, and we we've, we've built some really great relationships over the the last, I guess, two years at this point, just with people that have hired us to come out and play. And um, which, let's be honest, in some fashion, these people are paying you to come hang out with them. Because you're the Nashville guy. Right. Right. People eat that up. And I totally get it. Because anytime, you know, before I started doing this, someone from Nashville is coming to town. I'm like, I want to go see those people. They got to be pretty good. You know, everybody thinks this is the end all be all, which whatever. For some it is. Some it's not. But um, method to the madness. Not really. Like I was just telling him, know your worth Mm -hmm. and stick to it. Because traveling, as we all know, you got to pay for gas. You got to find a place to stay. You know, unless you're me and you sleep in the front seat of your Tahoe every night. Hey, I've hey I've slept in my car before. (laughs) You know, but fortunately, some of the a lot of the out of town gigs are are bigger gigs for us. You know, and that's where you get to go play your own music. That's where you get to really showcase what you got and you know the fun thing about our band is we got three lead singers in the band we all have egos of some sort right but we're all best friends we all get along and i wouldn't want to do it with anybody else quite frankly um but every town we go to somebody somebody might have hired you know once colin to uh Wants, you know, Colin's going to be the guy. He's, he's the headlining act, and, you know, his name's on the bill, and we're all hanging out. Or maybe it's Tim, or, you know, maybe it's me, you know. Um, so that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, I know I'm getting off track here. Um, <laughs> what is What exactly am I trying to say here? Uh, what's, your, what's your strategy for your traveling shows and building an audience and a reputation in a new city that you're not going to spend a lot of time in? Marketing. I mean, if you got a show in April in a place you've never played at, you might want to start at least putting something out to them in that territory. One option is go talk to the radio stations. Some of these radio stations will give you some airplay, you know. You know, go to a smaller one and say, Hey, will you you know, we're coming here in a couple of weeks. Can you spin spin a couple of my songs? Even if it's at like, you know, Obviously, you want to get driving hours to have your song played, but then again, you're competing with guys like Luke Combs and 
Luke Bryan, you know, like it's like you're not That's a lot of be- Luke's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but I guess stick stick to your guns and know what you're worth, you know. And if they say no, then they say no. That's then you're back to right where you were. So at the end of the day, shoot your shot, and if they if they like it, that then you go knock their socks off and, and they're going to ask you to come back. But build those relationships with the people that hire you and then build a relationship with the manager of the venue that you're at. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a you know, be respectful. Uh, don't leave a mess. Don't act like idiots more than you already do. That's all I got. I mean, <laughs> I, f- I, f- I feel like that's basically what we try and do. So I guess there's yeah, nothing. for the most part. We've, yeah. we've got our fair share of acting like idiots moments, but I feel like everybody does, so we just try not to do it more than the last guy. Right. As long as we're just a little better than the last guy, then I feel like we're all right, because on their mind, they're like, they're thinking about that last guy and how, how big of an idiot he was, mm-hmm. and then they look at me and they're like, well, he wasn't. He wasn't he, so bad. He was, he was better than the last guy. <laughs> and, you know, then if you're if the next guy rolls into town and he's a little bit bigger of an idiot than you were, then, you, hey, you're on top. I agree with that. Now, I feel like most of our big idiot moments happen away from the stage. So probably <laughs> it's so. a little bit easier to conceal and do damage control. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. A lot of the traveling stuff that we do, we'll play for a full week or like a full weekend. Mm-hmm. So we'll either play like Wednesday to Sunday or Tuesday to Sunday or thursday through saturday so we'll be in the same place for a while so we uh kind of get to see the town a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh spend a lot of time in close quarters with each other Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like running up somewhere and playing and coming back and then splitting up we'll be together for three four weeks at a time yeah you know in the car together oh yeah a lot lot of things that you would probably rather not know (laughs) but um yeah i mean that's kind of what what we try to do as far as the marketing thing that's the hardest part i feel like in this business is the marketing because ways for for us to market in a city we've never been to there's not many no there's not you know you can try the social media thing and you can pay for an ad to be put on somebody's social media in that city but like people do that for cities that i'm in all the time and i see those ads and i see a sponsored ad and i'm just like get this off my page like i did not this is not why i'm here mm-hmm. so i don't even look at them half mm-hmm. the time you know the only time I look at it is when, like, I was talking about something in the car with somebody two hours ago, and then I get an ad for it on my right, phone right. later. Because they're listening to everything. Yeah. 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 So that happened. <laughs> that, a that's a different podcast. <laughs> totally, totally different deal. It's a different podcast. Those are the only ads I look at. Yeah. You know, so yeah. for me to throw my money into one of those, knowing I'm not going to look at it. So why is somebody else going to look at it? It's hard for me to do. So then you say, what are your other options? And you say, well, try the the small radio stations or any radio station in general, you know, or college radio stations would be a great thing to do too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's options there and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. mm -hmm. Um, back before COVID, I had several like go sit down and play at such and such radio station things set up. And then COVID happened and they're like, Hey, we're just, we're not having anybody come in and all that. And it's not really something I've gotten back to because since COVID, We've done all of our work. We've been on the road, and it's just kind of like, you know, we get done here, we get packed up, we get on the road, and we get somewhere just a couple hours before we got to play again, so we got to get set up and go again. Mm -hmm. And so even stuff like that, you know, we don't necessarily have time for 
as much where I guess what I'm saying is I need a manager to do all that for me. Well, and I was going to throw out, too, a lot of our road gigs have come up, like, pretty last minute. So there's not a whole lot of time to do any kind of methodical advertising at all because it's like we get a call on Monday and we leave on Wednesday to go play on Thursday. Right. Yeah, that that stuff happens, and we try to not have that happen uh, because it's just way easier if you can plan a 2,000-mile drive in less, you know, have more time than just a couple of days because – you know, you end up getting there and you don't have the stuff you need because you thought it was in this box, but it's actually in that box and mm-hmm. you just totally miss that other box. Yep. You know, and so we try not to do that, but frankly, it happens a lot. And, you know, for you on Broadway, similar, like somebody will call and be like, hey, this band canceled. Can you guys do this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if y'all can do it, you're going to go do it. Absolutely. You know, and. I mean, you can always, going back to piecing together a band, it's like, well, I'll probably piece something together, but. You're gonna wanna. You're gonna want your guys with you. Absolutely, every time. I mean, those at, last at that point gigs too, suck, you know that. At sucks, that point but. too, like you can piece a band together, and you know it's gonna be good musicians because you know tons of great guys, and so you know it's gonna be a good show, but it's not gonna be your show, right? And so at that point, you are a no-name band just playing a show for money. Right. You're not playing your show. Right. Yeah. I get. I guess one other thing though that I was thinking about was. We don't really, we don't need to talk money at all. But one thing that I always, we always like to do, you get, if you get hired for a one-off gig, man, and it's, you know, you got to be in the car for, you know, eight hours, whatever the case may be. That's a long way to travel. And that's, you know, you're sacrificing your regular gigs here to go play this one-off gig. Maybe it's a high-paying gig. Maybe not. Maybe it's enough just to get you there kind of thing. I would recommend always getting that gig that's going to take care of your travel, your hotel. Get that money and then go find smaller venues and say, what's your budget? Can you work with us? We're going to be in town. Right. They will eat. They typically they like that stuff, especially if you have time ahead. Like if you're. If you get, if somebody called you today and was like, "Hey, can you come play in North Dakota this weekend with your band?" That's a pain in the ass. You know, Absolutely. that is just it is it's stressful and it sucks. But if you have if you have a gig three weeks from now and you're still you know you got that one high paying gig, whatever the case may be, I would call around every local bar that's in town and and say, "Hey, do you got a band this this night? Because we're going to be in town. We'll we'll play." Throw us a little bit of money and we'll play for tips. Right. Give us a bar tab. They usually eat that stuff up. I don't right. know if that's how you do it, but that that is how we've been doing it, and, and, and we've had success with it. So, right. and it makes it worth it. I'll do a lot for free food. That's all I'm saying. Like if they'll feed me, that. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me a bar tab and a meal, and I like, mean, if I got to be know, there anyway, let us play for tips. You know, we already have a gig anyways, so you know, why not? Uh, speaking of, and this is just kind of a funny sidebar because I haven't got to talk to you about this yet, Clayton. But uh, our guy yeah. messaged me and wanted us to play this weekend, even though he gets paid for our gig this weekend. 
No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I don't know this story. but uh, <laughs> We'll fill you in outside right. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No comment. But uh, all right. So to kind of to kind of steer things back to Nashville and whether or not somebody should move to Nashville, if that's a good career move or not. Uh, Mac, have you noticed like because you're on Broadway now, you're taking less road gigs or are you taking more road gigs? And what are the quality differences between before and after being on Broadway? I think we're getting more road gigs, uh, quite frankly, um, because people want to hire us. You know, they, hey, my, you know, we're playing a 40th birthday party. You know, we would love for you guys to come play. What is, you know, what does it cost to get you out here? And we tell them, and if we work it out, we work it out. Um, I think because of the exposure and the shifts that we have, we have, fortunately, we have really good shifts. Um, and that exposure alone has gotten us more road gigs. So I, that is a huge benefit of playing downtown and being on Broadway and, and you know, getting in front of people. So, and as a drummer, I get to play with a lot of different artists, a lot of different singers, a lot of different guitarists, everything. One of the things that I hear specifically from vocalists is that because they're on Broadway, they don't have time to do the road gigs or to push their original stuff or to focus on their career. They're just stuck on Broadway. How would you respond to that? Do more. (laughs) Sorry. But you're gonna get you're gonna get out of it what you put into it, you know. Like, yeah, would I rather be playing my music every every show? Absolutely, I would. Are you kidding me? But do I want to sit behind a desk all day? No, I want to go play music and make a living doing it, and that's what we're doing. You know, I think. Uh, hmm, what's the right way to answer this? <coughs> I mean, I know my thoughts. You know, like, <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. It's sometimes, you know, playing. There, uh, there was one point. You know, everybody knows this. There was one point where Wagon Wheel was getting requested every three songs, right? Mm-hmm. And it just got so boring. But just do it. Just play. Play the damn song. <laughs> you know, like whatever. They I mean, realistically, it. even on our worst day, it's a better job than anything else we that's, could be that's doing. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know. <laughs> If this is what you want to do, in my opinion, and everyone's different. Teach their own. You can do music anywhere. You can record music anywhere. You don't need to be in Nashville. But all the tools are here. All everything is here. You need a you need a drummer. You make a phone call. He lives down the street. Just so happens, right? Or whatever the case right. may be. You know, like that's the beauty of Nashville to me. That's kind of why I moved here. And you learn a lot. I don't know if that answered the question properly, but I mean, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I agree. You know, but is it taking away from what I envision doing? Yes and no. That's a. It's more of a yes and no kind of thing because one, I got to pay my bills. Right. So I, you know, I fortunately play great shifts downtown. I have a great group of guys, and we get to play together, and that's amazing. But do I get to focus on writing songs and getting into co-writes? Not as much as I did.
did before I started playing all the gigs downtown. But you know, you want to you say you want to come here and play your own music. Do you have writers rounds where you live? Somewhat, but okay, they they're not good? they're not the same as what a Nashville writers round would be. Do I think the talent is as good or better? Yeah, but they're more there's they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. But there are some really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, is anything going to come out of it? Probably less likely than Nashville. But, mm-hmm. you, I mean, it's another one of those things like you never know. Exactly. Um, you know, all my friends that played music, majority all of them started at an open mic somewhere and played an original song. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've done my share of that. And I still go to some open mics every now and again because it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... I guess they're more of open mics there because there's just not as many people that are writing and playing their own music, you know, around there. So there are a few that are strictly, hey, you're coming here, you're playing your own original music. Nobody out here is going to be looking at their phone. Nobody's going to be talking. We're going to sit here and we're going to pay attention. Right. And so those are the good ones. Then there's some open mics where, you know, people are, telling stories or making jokes or reading poems or singing a cover song or singing their original music, whatever. And, you know, they're all fun to me. Um, but as far as writer's rounds, yeah, I guess we have them. But not not, not like here. Not like here. Which, no, and I totally obviously. get that. You know, that's another thing, though, that I wish I would do more of. I used to do a lot of writer's rounds. Right. And then, you know, well, we're uh, all of our shifts are – at the prime hours that, you know, we should be downtown and we're, that's, right. you know, that's good when we're going to make happen. some good money, but that's yeah. when the good writer's rounds are going on. So you yeah. sacrifice that, but you want to get your music out there, put it out, man. At, at this point, I, I've learned that there is no right or wrong way to do it. It's either going to happen or it's not. Right. It's timing. It's a little bit of luck. And, you know, if you got, if you, if you're talented, eventually you're going to. Right be noticed they call it a 10-year town i said i wanted to try and make something of it in three (laughs) you know uh every time i've ever been to this town i didn't want to spend more than two nights here (laughs) and that may have been because majority of the times i've been here i've spent a little more time at the bar than i did anywhere else yeah and uh but well now i know that you had mentioned to me once before that you were afraid to move to Nashville because of that very reason. You think you'd get swept up into the partying all the time and the drinking all the time and that you would end up basically screwing yourself over. Well, a few years ago, um, you know, I had considered coming here and it was very early on in my playing music and playing music in front of people deal and where I was at in life at the time. I was just having a good time, you know. I was having a good time on the weekends, playing music, chasing women, whatever, you know, and like, that's just what I was doing at the time in my life. Um, and so at that time it was like, I came here and I visited and man, it's a blast. But I saw really quick how, where I was at, that wasn't going to work. Yeah, you can get caught up in it. Yeah. You know, that wasn't going to work. And so I said, eh, you know, that's probably not it. And then right before COVID, um, took all my friends out to dinner and I said, Hey guys, um, put my house on the market next week. I'm moving to Nashville and I just, I just feel like it's time. Like I, I've, I've got my shit together. 
I feel like I can go and do it. I feel like I've got enough experience under my belt that I could walk up on stage there and feel at home as far as being on a stage goes. And I can do my do my thing there. And then we're still literally for you. literally <laughs> a week later, COVID happens. Yeah. And, wow. you know, um, Nick, my lead player, he lived here at the time. COVID happened. He's like, everything's shutting down. Everybody's leaving. You know, it just wasn't a good time to come here. Now, it was a great time to already be here. When everybody took off, you were all that was left. So whether you were good or not, you know, there wasn't as many options as there was before. So Absolutely. You know, like you guys, you, you got your, your band started in that time period. And being that there was less options and, you know, y'all could play. Yeah. When somebody called and said, you know, we just need somebody to play. So we can do it. You know. Again, um, it's one of those timing things. It's right. just like. It worked out that way. Right. We got and lucky. Better lucky than good. We just happened to be pretty damn good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then COVID goes by, and once COVID goes by and things are opening up, I was playing two or three times a week at the time. Mm-hmm. My little hometown, we didn't shut down nothing. Nothing within 30 minutes of me shut down. Mm-hmm. We were drinking and partying every night you know what's we, covid yeah we i mean when there's only 40 people this, florida or you know covid wasn't real i can i can tell you that um i've had covid and it was real but um you know i was playing all the time mm-hmm. and there was a lot of guys that were you know not playing the majority of people that play music where i come from are older men in their 40s and 50s and they've just been doing it all their life and they just kind of beat around and play music and you know, I'm a young guy, and I'm really trying to make something and, and get out there and do it. And overcoming that curve is, is really hard, you know, because, well, so-and-so Jimmy, you know, he'll play for 50 bucks. Right. And it's like, okay, right. that's fine, but I'm not Jimmy, so whatever. But um, we played through COVID, and I was playing a lot, and then COVID came back, and, and every everybody came back here and started playing again. And, you know, that probably would have been a great time to jump in, but at that time – we were scheduling stuff on the road and we were, you know, when everybody went back on the road, we were one of the bands that went on the road as yeah. opposed to one of the bands that came back to Nashville. Right. And so, you know, every time I come here, I love coming here, you know, as far as the city and all the people and all that stuff, like I'm just not a city guy. I'm not a people. I'm not a traffic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And so like that part just kills me. But like, I enjoy being here. I enjoy seeing all my friends that play here and, and hearing, you know, what they got going on and all and sitting down and playing music like, when I come through town, I come see you, and we mm-hmm. sit down and we play music, and it might be four in the morning, and we're just laughing and having a good time. Yeah. We've it's been great. stuck on the same song for six hours, and <laughs> we still don't have a single word written down for it. But you know, like stuff like that. Like I love that part about this town. But for me, like now, I'm stuck in between a keep traveling, I keep doing what I'm doing on the road, and paying the bills and getting by, or coming here and paying the bills and getting by, and you know when. It, like seeing the the upside to one being better than the other it's really hard you know right now and i can see where nashville would be better in this sense where the road would be better in that sense and it's just you know it's kind of a scale here and they just even out every time i sit there and and, you know think it over but you can do both that's what i was fixing to say (laughs) you can do both i'm telling you you can do both yeah i you know we do it, you know, it might take some time to get, you know, rolling with certain things, but, but I mean, that's anything, any endeavor that you jump into, Absolutely. Like it's going to take a minute to get your footing and kick off. 
again, it's it's what you put into it. You want to move to Nashville and be in the scene and, and be a part of it all. I personally think it's a, uh, smart. Do it. Take a chance. Because if you don't, you're never going to know. And, and to live with that regret sucks. Like, that's what hockey is for me. I was a pretty decent hockey player, and I probably could have done more with it than I did. If you had bigger legs. If I had bigger legs, but they're don't not. Don't skip leg day. I, and I don't. It's a genetic <laughs> thing. I can't get past it. Thanks a lot, Dad. No, but, you know. Sorry, right, I'm short, so it's all good. I, and I, you know, I'm tall for my height, but, you know, that's about I it. I would have been an NBA All-Star if I wasn't so short. <laughs> Never played basketball day but, in my know, life. Like, but. but what I'm saying, yeah, though, no, like, I'm with you. you know, there's, there's ups and downs to it, and that's going to be anything you do. But if it's something you want to you wanna pursue music, there's certain places, in my opinion, that you should at least – venture out and and be there for a little bit you don't right. have to live here for the rest of your life but it, see how it works see you, you know see how things work i do feel like if you move to nashville you'll learn pretty quick whether or not it's for you and if you should get out absolutely i agree it, they'll eat you alive here i mean they yeah you're just unfortunately you're just another musician right the fun part is showing them why you're you deserve what you think you deserve. Right. Or even just being there long enough to where they're like, oh, I didn't think yeah. you'd still be here. Right. Well, right. <laughs> well, I kind of had a little bit of that, you know, who will remain nameless, gave me a call, like I said, and he's like, I forgot you were here. Do you want to come play? Yep. And here we are, you know. And fortunately, all my guys that I play with stayed. And... They all love it just as much as I do. And frankly, again, I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else because our chemistry is incredible and we're a lot of fun. And I wouldn't be able to do it like, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now in Florida. Right. You know, or I could go back home to Michigan and play, you know, local bars and stuff and, and probably make a living doing it. Am I going to get as far as I am at this point doing that there? Probably not. Well, I know on a lot of other podcasts and stuff that I listen to when you're talking to musicians that play for the big names, like the common thread is you must be present to win. So if, if you're in the right place at the right time, you win. And Nashville's full of places and full of time and lots of opportunities. So mm -hmm. that, that's, I mean, that's why I'm here. And, I mean, I'm a little biased, but I would love it if you moved to Nashville because I would love to have the band mentality on Broadway oh. instead of just getting picked up and never knowing who I'm playing with and hoping to God that we listen to the same kind of music. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we do enough of that with our established band that's been playing together for over a year now. I'll, I'll tell them guys, like, day before, I'll be like, hey, we're going to add in this good Charlotte song. Of course, Bobby loves it, but everybody else looks around like, like what, "What? How do we play that? What?" And I'm like, "You know what? Actually, let's don't add that. Never mind." You know, but stuff like that happens too for us. You know, even we're established, and like one day it happens to you too. You know, you'll be like, "Hey, we should add this song," and everybody just looks at you like you're stupid. Yeah, but then you do it. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, man, shit, I'm telling that you, worked." So that's we. A, that's the thing, though. Like 
we and this riding. has happened with a lot of the people that I've played with. They'll be like, we're going to add these five songs. And then I'll go home and learn them. And then they'll never call them because they're always afraid not everybody learned them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, like, if you ever want anybody to learn a song, like, throw it at them. Like, be like, learn it. And then at the gig, play it. Right. And then if they realize that they don't know it, they don't make that mistake again. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> at least they shouldn't. Well, yeah, but fair. But we're only human. We're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. You know, we make mistakes every show. There's, it's going to happen, and it's okay. And Well, that's part of the fun. You only know. Only the band knows. A lot of the times, the crowd doesn't know. What no, and I mean, you if it's huge, screw up, and that's hilarious. Then you make a joke about it, it. Yeah, if you make that part of the show and make it entertaining, that's almost worth more than playing a song perfect. Oh yeah, I feel like as long as you don't apologize, you're good. Doesn't matter what you do when you screw up, as long as you don't apologize. It's like screwing up your own song. Oh, I do that every time. I've done. I do that all the I time too. I'm like, time. hmm. Well, it's my song. I can screw it up. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? You just got to roll with it. I wrote, I've written the same song at least. 200 times mm. because every time I sing it, I sing it different. So I'm just like, yeah, I just changed the words. Right. And then I sing it And it's your song, so you can do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. my song. Like, like, I can change it however I want, you know? Yeah, I sang the same verse twice, so what? Yeah, That's how it goes now. <laughs> Y'all weren't listening well enough the first time, so I did it a second <laughs> exactly. time. Exactly. Or That's when hilarious. you start the song with the third verse and it just screws the whole story oh, yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Because like, all oh, my songs are like story songs. So oh, you and me both. I have to start. At the beginning and finish at the end, and if I get anywhere screwed up in there, the whole story is just oh, yeah. very confusing. And yeah. I do it a lot, and even then, people don't like question it. They're like, Not "Really? I get where you're going there. That was pretty cool." <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know you did that in this song. I don't, but now I do now. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. But I will say to what you kind of said, instead of being picked up by a different group all the time Mm -hmm. if you were here wouldn't it be nice to just be able to play with your guys all the time every week not have to travel we would actually get to practice then you're getting paid to practice Mm -hmm. see we don't practice at all we just show up and play well that's because none of us I live within six hours of right, each other. Right. <laughs> so. I think, you know, we, we've gotten, you know, when we go out of town and do, like, you know, if I have a, it's a Mac Watch show, whatever, like, we'll practice maybe once or twice. But for the most part, everyone in the band is so good anyways. Like, it's just like, go listen to this real quick. We'll learn it. Right. So, but you don't have that option. Right. But if you were here, you'd have more of an option. You got to think about that. Yeah, you get, no, paid, you get paid to practice, then you get real tight, and then you go play a, a road gig, and you're like, yeah, well, you, your confidence is high. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that way. Like, if we're going to start, like, a, not that I dread it, but, like, if we're just going to play one show somewhere, I'm just kind of like, man, I know this is how it's going to be. We're all going to be rusty because we haven't played with each other in three weeks right? or a month. Or, like, at this point, the last time we played together was November, and we got – three nights to play on one of the biggest stages we've ever played this weekend. And I'm seeing Bobby for the first time since November 15th. Right. right. right and then now. you got to make sure they've been pl- practicing yeah. or playing, and, you know, like this everyone's got to do their part. This mm-hmm. is January 4th. And, you know, Bobby plays with other people here in Nashville. So I know I play the same songs that they play, mm-hmm. you know, some of them, well, he has to play them one way with them and one way with me. And I know that's hard for him mm-hmm. because it's like, he's been playing it this way for the past three months. And now he's getting back with me. And then I can't get mad at him if he 
if right. he plays it a little bit different than I normally play it. But what you're saying, like when we play for three weeks in a row. You're tight. At, yeah. After the first three, four shows, man, we're solid from that point forward. And it's just like, man, this is good. And then take a little break, a couple of weeks, whatever. Then you get back together. You still need those couple of shows. And mm. see, that's where we don't get to practice and the stuff where being here, if we were all here and played, you know, four shows a week like you guys are playing, we would never have to worry about that. We right. would stay tight. Right. And I wouldn't have to worry about my mortgage. And then there's that. <laughs> True. But then I would have to worry about a mortgage. Nah, I need a roommate. <laughs> so there you go. Then you, you, no then you definitely wouldn't have to worry about your mortgage. <laughs> You'd only have to worry about half of it. Right? Yeah. And my mortgage isn't that high. We'd be all right. Yeah. Oh. It would be good for me if I Someone if I did move here to live an hour outside of town because then the only time I would ever go there is when I was playing. Dude, legit, I, I love it. Like even after the show at like three in the morning when I'm driving back, like by the time I get home, I'm relaxed. All of the adrenaline's gone. I'm chill. I can go right to bed yeah. and not have a problem sleeping. Man, it's I, the hour drive home is really nice for me. So like if I live like ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes outside of town, like I'd go to town for my gig or whatever, and then it'd be like. Only ten minutes from home, and like you got one, I'd swing by and stay for a pretty good while, you mm-hmm. know. Or a night that I'm not playing, like oh Max playing, like I don't have anything to do, and then I'd be downtown for four hours, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I can. St- <laughs> I mean, I still yeah. do that. Like yeah. I, I still do that, but it's not like a, on a whim thing. It's like a hey, I want to go to Nashville. I'm yeah. gonna go to Nashville. It's not like a hey, I'm in Nashville, so let's just go spend money and drink. Right. And so. yeah. when I say that, I'm not saying I would be in downtown partying all the time, but I would just be downtown all the time. Well, I mean, if you don't you have know, anything seeing, to do, see my other friends, and one like of your that, best friends you know. is on stage ten minutes away, like right. it's hard to justify not going. Right. right. So I should live outside of town a pretty good way, so that when people are like, "Hey, you gonna come to my show tonight?" I'd be like, "Man, it's like an hour, an hour drive." There's that. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, twenty five minutes yeah. from out. You know, downtown. Yeah. I'm like. I'm down there all the time. I don't really want to go down there right. right now. But and you get over that pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I spent almost every day downtown the first month of living here and spent so much money. And, uh, yeah, I would rather go downtown to play, get free drinks. Right. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, that's me going downtown. If you were playing downtown and you were in town with the guys, I'm there. But, right. you know. Everybody that I would normally go see is kind of in the band with me already. So, right. so I mean, y'all, y'all just consolidate everybody so that mm. y'all could all just be in the same place like, at the same time. Yeah. You get to see each other and come on. We'll, we'll go drink today. All. Yeah, we got a gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, before we wrap this up, because we are a bit over an hour, do you have any other questions or topics you want to bring up about being in Nashville or moving to Nashville? No, the only question I got is uh when when? Yeah. When you moving? When 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 should I move? When should anybody move? Well, you can't wait till you're ready cuz you're never going to nope. be ready. Yep. You you got to have that talk with yourself, man. It's like do you want to take the chance? You know what the risk is. Yeah. Is this what you want to do? If the answer is yes, then do it. Do it for a year. Do it for a year. See what happens. A lot can happen in a year. A lot can happen in a month. 
if you have like contacts in Nashville, do it for you. If you don't, give it a couple years because you've got to meet people. You have to. That is that's huge. That's the hardest part for me because I'm very much introverted and I very much don't like to meet new people. It makes me <laughs> super nervous. And that's like the main thing that I need to do for mm. my career. Like I should be downtown way more than I am talking to people, meeting people so that they can hire me. But I've got like my five or six go-to guys and they hire me and I'm not okay with just them, but my anxiety says I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> Completely yeah. understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, you, I've known you for... How many years at this point? Two or three years now. I was going to say two or three years. You keep talking about it. (laughs) Honest answer, sack up and move on down here. I'm just saying you you already sold your house. down Broadway (laughs) after you get done with your show, and you're going to hear this voice, and you're going to be like, dang, that sounds like Clayton. And then you're going to walk by the window, and you're going to look in there, and you're going to be like, oh, shit. Because when I do it, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, that's fine. I'm six just say, and then up. he's going to be pissed that you've been in yeah. town and yeah. didn't talk to when, you. When <laughs> I do it, I'm not no going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> I know what's That's. I hope that's the case. I hope I, I'm walking down the street and you're playing on stage. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going home tonight. No, you know, uh, the first, first person. I'm going to have to go watch I'm, this guy. The first person I'm telling if I if I make that decision is going to be you, and you know that. Oh, so. Come on with it. Because I'm going to be needing somewhere to sleep. Every time I come to town, you're the first call that I make. You you did just sell your house, so. My house is, uh, yeah, I got uh, 14 days to move out of that thing, and I'm going to spend the next seven on the road. So yeah. here we go. There you so go. So I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I got a great realtor. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll help you pay for a storage unit. There you go. He's going to give me somewhere to live and a storage unit. What do you got? somewhere to stay because I have a lot of animals and you don't actually want to be here. <laughs> Being allergic to cats thing is a little tough. Oh, but I, yeah. am, I am down to three cats and two of them stay outside most of the time. So we the have made just my vast improvements. <laughs> what do I think I that's got? another podcast. I've been making the joke lately and this is a little dark and I probably shouldn't put it on a podcast but I'm going to anyway because fuck it, why not? But uh, I used to have at one point in time Fifteen cats, good lord, and four dogs. Why? That's too many. Because <laughs> of the wife. But I got rid of all but three cats. So now I have three cats, four dogs, and I also got rid of the wife. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna leave this one alone. <laughs> no comment. So, I guess the uh, the punchline is, or whatever there is, uh, maybe should have held on to the cats. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know either. No, and, no. I mean, the cats were driving I'm, I'm me crazy. I'm not a cat guy. Uh, Bobby has cats. Bobby's a cat guy. Bo- Bobby used cats. to be a cat guy. <laughs> and she's got two of them. Like, I grew up in a house that had a couple cats. I don't, mind, it, the, I don't mind the cat. They, those cats were, like, never around me. Mm. So I just, like, never really thought about it, mm. you know? And now my girlfriend, she's got two cats. And, like, they're just, you lay down on the bed, that cat's going to lay down right here on your chest and neck. And... They're growing on me. I'm a dog person. Hundred percent. Dogs are way easier. My girlfriend easier. keeps pushing the dog thing. I'm like, I don't know if I have time for that right now. No. I want one terribly, but I, I kind of have dog fever lately. So let's not even get on this topic. <laughs> I think like, like I had a cat, and this cat meant a lot to me because I got this cat, and then almost immediately after I was homeless. So it was me and the cat, homeless. 
And so we bonded over that, and I love that cat. And so I thought I was a cat person. Turns out I just liked that cat. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. But, but yeah, no, uh, I think you should move to Nashville, but I'm biased. I'm also biased, but I think you're good enough to be here. So that's more importantly, you, you don't have anything to be scared of except yourself. So if you're going to move here and you're not going to put any of the work in, don't move here. But if you're going to move here and, and bust your ass like everyone else is trying to do, you'll be just fine. Fair enough. So any last thoughts, Clayton? New year, new me. We'll see how it goes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both, man. <laughs> new year, new me. It's, yeah. uh, it's January 4th, 2022. Uh. I got uh, 361 days. There you go. I'm going to move here this year to figure it out. Mm. Sounds like uh, not much of a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the best plan coming here. Right. Because hey. your plan's going to change. Hey, we're closer than we once were. I can... I can promise you that fair enough uh, but bring a boat bring one of them boats with you when you come uh, probably so, bring uh, it so all I can of use them. it <laughs> I mean, that'll, that'll be my uh side job when i'm not playing is uh i'll just be uh renting boats out because it's actually a genius idea yeah but liability insurance it's pretty tough this right. is probably that's another, another, that's another conversation. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up because I've still got a pack because we're leaving tomorrow for Alabama. That's right. So, so last words for us, listen to our music on oh, all your oh streaming yeah. platforms. Shoot, that's a great idea. Please, you guys should please. hurry up and plug that real quick. Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. You type our names in. My name's Clayton Christopher. Uh, you can find my music if you type that in, but my full band name is clayton christopher in the appalachian high band so go right there and uh type in clayton christopher and the rest of it will pop up and we got a whole album there you can listen to and uh we got another one coming here soon so heck yeah yeah my name is mac watts and uh you can find my music all over streaming platforms um at my website www.macwattsmusic.com uh instagram at Mac Watts Music. Everything's at Mac Watts Music. If you want to see or know where um, our, our cover band is playing, we are Electric Banana. Yes. And and you can find us on uh, Instagram at Electric Banana Nash because it was someone else had that great idea. So, uh, yeah, please just go go listen to our music. Come Come see a show more than anything. And uh, you won't be disappointed. All right. Well, I'm going to call it there. Thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out with me. Thank you, Bobby. I feel like we should definitely do this again. I'm in. All right, Get us a new topic, and we'll be here. When he moves. (laughs) All right. Okay, bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the very first episode of the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I really enjoyed talking with Mac and Clayton about their Nashville experiences, and I'm very eager to see if Clayton decides to make the move. So we will update you on that later on. If you enjoyed this podcast, I guess leave us a review. And if you didn't, feel free to send me some kind of message on what you would like to hear or what we could do better. I am absolutely interested in making this the best I can so that people enjoy it and maybe learn a thing or two. So until next time, it's never too late to tip your bartender and never forget to tip your band.